we are discussing how you can live a mindful life in this interview with Desi. So make sure you tune in. Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. This is another episode in our Start Your Sustainable Fashion Journey series. And in this episode, I am interviewing Desi from D Golden Hour. It was so fun to talk with Desi because we talked about how to live a more mindful and balanced life, which is very applicable to every single person. And so Desi is an entrepreneur, a sustainable fashion expert, the creator of a fashion sustainability blog and the t-shirt line D Golden Hour. She's also the host of D Sustainability Issue, a top rated podcast all about mindfulness and sustainable fashion. And I was actually on her podcast as well. So we will link my interview in the show notes. And on top of all of that, Desi is also a certified yoga and mindfulness teacher as well. It was such a great conversation and I'm really looking forward to you listening to it. And if you want to take your sustainable fashion journey to the next level, friendly reminder that we do have a handbook for that. So the Recloseted Handbook, Your Sustainable Fashion Guide, is our A to Z blueprint on how you can go from being a fast fashion consumer to a conscious yet stylish clothing consumer. So we talk all about the harmful impacts in the fast fashion industry. We talk about how to figure out your personal style and build a wardrobe around your lifestyle. We also talk about how to deal with the clothes you currently have, so how to organize your wardrobe so you know exactly what's in there we also discuss how to maintain your wardrobe and really care and extend the longevity of your clothing and also we talk about how to ethically and consciously dispose of anything from socks to underwear to just things with holes in them so you know where they're going and hopefully it's not the landfill and then we talk about how to ethically and consciously bring in new items into your wardrobe even if you're on a budget so you know think thrifting think swapping all those things And so if you want more information about the handbook or if you want to snag your own copy, you can go to www.recloseted.com slash handbook. And you can also use code podcast for 10% off. This handbook is the price of a fast fashion t-shirt and let's face it, you probably buy so many t-shirts and you only wear them once and so instead invest in becoming a more conscious yet still stylish clothing consumer. And if you're listening to this and you're already very conscious, then gift this or suggest this to someone in your life that you feel like could really use something like this. I think that in today's day and age, everyone needs to all come together so that we can all transform the harmful fashion industry together, which is why we're doing our Start Your Sustainable Fashion Journey series on this podcast. And so share the handbook with them, share this episode with them and other Start Your Sustainable Fashion Journey series podcast episodes we've done. And yeah, let's, let's really transform the harmful fashion industry together. And now without any further ado, let's welcome Dusty from D Golden Hour onto the Recloseted Radio Podcast. Well, welcome to the Recloseted Radio Podcast, Dusty. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Selena. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Well, to start, I always ask the same question, but can you please introduce yourself and give us a quick overview of your career? Absolutely. I have a 
business background. So after finishing my high school in Bulgaria, I moved to Austria for my studies. So I studied international business and strategy and innovation. I worked at uh, startups as well as corporates in business development. And at some time around the time of my master thesis, around finishing my master's, um, I realized that I wanted to dedicate this big body of work to something that's very meaningful to me. And this is also where sustainability and sustainable fashion came into place. Before this, I was blogging on the side as a fashion blogger, so fashion blogging. And around this time, it was in 2017, I realized my values don't align with this uh, fashion blogging and with what is going on in the fashion industry. And so I, I felt the need to do something about this and to dedicate my thesis and my work into making this a better space or at least with yeah my um, resources. And so then I wrote my master thesis about sustainable fashion and about how basically the rising startups in the sustainable fashion space can move the whole industry towards more sustainable practices and it was super interesting for me i did uh, several interviews with sustainable fashion founders also with people working at bigger companies and so it was so to say the beginning of my sustainable fashion journey then i started the blog about sustainable fashion and in 2020 i also started my own podcast about sustainable fashion and mindfulness the sustainability issue and in the meantime, I've also had a few other um, entrepreneurial journeys. Currently, I am a yoga and mindfulness coach, and that's more or less it. Love it. And so you asked me this on my podcast interview on your podcast, but what does sustainability mean to you? I'm curious to know your definition. It's a very good question. And in the end, for me, sustainability is really making sure that uh, we can sustain ourselves as a humanity in the long term, right? And uh, this means being uh, in sync with nature and making sure also our bodies function properly so we can, you know, uh, live longer and live well and live uh, healthy in a healthy body. And this has a lot to do with clothes as well, because in the end, the skin is, is the biggest organ in our body and it basically takes in everything that we put on it. And when we put, you know, these polyfibers and so on, this is something that's not just, you know, something, but it's actually affecting us in a big way and it can even affect our moods um, anxiety so many so many things on the health front as well and then of course there's the effect on the environment and so yeah for me sustainability is really sustaining ourselves and our communities in the long run Yes, I love it. And so you mentioned that you were writing your thesis and you kind of found out a little bit more about the fashion industry. And so can you share exactly what prompted you to maybe become more conscious and more mindful? Was there one statistic? Was it a bunch? What did that look like? Yeah, totally. For me, it was uh, actually a few things came into play at the same time, but it was mostly the movie, The True Cost. And I think this movie was a trigger for so many people. But for me as a 
person who was blogging on fashion and also coming from Bulgaria, which is a country where traditionally uh, it's famous for producing clothes. There's a tradition there. And so I've grown up also seeing factories producing clothes and uh, seeing this movie. It was it was so shocking because suddenly it was this moment where you cannot keep things as as they are anymore you know because you you just see those realities and you realize you cannot contribute anymore with your actions towards this industry and the way, the way it is right now i used to shop a lot i like to call it like a fast fashion victim because it had come to this point at the time where i was really like this impulsive shopper or it was kind of like a a hobby like a thing to do to go and you know shop for clothes and I think so often this is also done for other reasons than you know clothing ourselves we do this to you know feel an emotional like a gap whatsoever there's so many reasons and at this point yeah I just couldn't do it anymore like this so I basically changed my life very abruptly from one day to the next I just stopped shopping uh, completely for some months and uh, then I slowly got back into first shopping only second hand then I really started investing into high quality sustainable fashion pieces and really building a wardrobe in a very conscious way from the beginning basically yeah I totally relate to that because I also watched the true cost and it really kicked my my butt into gear because there's something about watching something in video form and then you realize you can no longer deny this you can no longer stay ignorant and you need to really educate yourself and shape up your life and there is this thing about when being unconsciously incompetent then you become consciously incompetent and I think there was this moment for me where I knew there was this movie there were these documentaries and there were these resources and I was like I know that the moment I watch them or like read the book or read the report like I'm not going to be able to do business as usual and then it was like the moment that well I did it and I became consciously incompetent okay it doesn't matter <laughs> but that moment where already you're like yeah and now it's time <laughs> Yeah, and now you're consciously confident. So there we go. I really am curious about how you now live your life because I think a lot of people are where both of us were, right? Like we, a lot of people are still shopping at fast fashion places. They're still just buying things because maybe they had a bad day at work or something happened or they're going through a breakup. And so they're trying to retail therapy themselves better. And so what does your life look like now? And how do you incorporate mindfulness in every aspect of your life? Right now, uh, well, first of all, with regards to fashion, I really try to be very mindful with what I buy because I know that whenever, wherever we put our money, we vote with our wallet for the type of business and for the type of world in the end that we want to see. And so I really try to invest in conscious brands that actually care, that actually put their information also for customers to see out there that make the effort to connect to their customers because I think this is also kind of the future of fashion really having this exchange and communication between customer and company and having things more fluid so I definitely pay attention to that when possible I also try to not buy new at all and participate in clothes swaps we've had already a bunch of very successful ones with my group of friends uh, here in Vienna I buy secondhand a lot it's super easy 
to do these days, even online, uh, even when you don't have access necessarily to good secondhand shops. I use apps such as, well, we have uh, Virhaben in Austria, but there's all kinds of other secondhand apps in your area that you can look up. And in the meantime, also, it's a big topic for big retailers as well. So there are many of the big retailers that have launched their own secondhand platforms. So yeah, this is also a way to go for a more sustainable option. And yeah, these are the things that I think of from the top of my mind. Other than this, how I try to live more mindfully is definitely, well, be aware of where I vote with, with my wallet. Also outside of fashion, because in the end, most of the things are connected, whether it is cosmetics or food supplies and so on. And uh, I really try to, you know, avoid packaging, avoid harsh chemicals, microplastics. And I would very often even base my decisions on the packaging in the end, because I know if the company has decided this way, then, you know, it's says something about the company behind it or even if I go to the supermarket I'm just gonna go for the vegetables that don't, don't have packaging because I think it's a way also to kind of vote you know what the supermarket is offering so just even being conscious of this that every time we take a decision we it has an effect on the world around us I think this is something very important to stay mindful of and even Every time we don't take a decision and we decide just to do nothing or say nothing or not act, it is also a decision. So in this way, I think for me, it's an encouragement to more often, you know, speak up or maybe even you like fast fashion brand very much, but you don't necessarily want to support the way they do business. And still you really want to buy a piece because it's just exactly what you need and maybe go and buy it. But also maybe go and have a conversation with the person at the counter. And very often we think that this doesn't matter, but actually it does. And if you know enough people decide to speak about it other than not, maybe this message will eventually reach management at the next meeting and maybe it will have an effect on how decisions are made next time. No, that's amazing. And it's really, really true because we often don't think about how much impact we have as individuals, but when individuals band together, we create a collective and we have so much more power. So completely agree with you. And so with that being said, do you have any tips that you'd like to share with our audience around how to have a more sustainable wardrobe? Yeah, I'd definitely say First of all, fabrics. For me, fabrics are one of the most important things because in the end it is what the garments are made of. Uh, and I mean, there are so many garments out in the world. Fashion industry is, according to different statistics, the second or third more polluting industry in the world world and um, the fabric is important because in the end it can either be or not be recycled based on the fabric that is made of and the mixture of fibers so I would always go for single fiber rather than mixed because mixed fiber is still very very hard to be recycled and mostly we lack these facilities the fashion industry has not yet incorporated this 
way of so circularity and being able to recycle those fibers. So yeah, single fibers. And then I would always go for timeless pieces that you can rewear over and over again. I think this is quite straightforward, but still a very good thing to keep in mind because especially when we go for on a shopping spree, it's very easy to be tricked into buying something think trendy but then really thinking about the wares that you can get out of it there is this 30 wear rule i think that you know thinking about whether you can wear something at least 30 times before discarding it i would always try to think of this and advise others to think of this rule and then also there's something i heard recently thinking of when you buy something can you see this piece living for another 30 to 40 years and maybe it's not you who is gonna wear it but can you imagine it you know being handed down and then being worn but because in the end we have to live with the fact that this piece is going to live for that long whether we think about it or not so it's good to think of whether it can be of use or is it going to be just you know the next piece in the landfill in six months yeah those are some great tips and I know earlier you also spoke about voting with your dollars which I always talk about too and just kind of building on top of your point about wearing at least 30 times think about the cost per wear too I always talk about it because you know if you're going to be buying new and from a local conscious brand they are buying more high quality materials they're paying their garment workers and so their costs are higher and likely the price to you is higher but instead of being like oh I, I don't want to pay let's say $300 for a cashmere sweater because that's crazy I can get it for $50 at a fast fashion brand, think about how many times you're going to wear it, right? Like if you're going to wear it 100 times, then that's a $3 cost per wear versus maybe that itchy fast fashion sweater, you only wear it once, that's a $50 cost per wear, right? So I also think that building on top of that and thinking about that can be helpful for people too. And then I would also look at the website and how much information they disclose about their value chain, because this is such a big Hard. Like there's so much going on before the garments actually soon together. There's the fabric, there's the farmer behind it. And so often with big brands, this value chain is completely don't have, they don't keep track on it. And I would definitely be mindful of whether a company is transparent about this or not. And I know how hard it is too, but even the effort to try to track the value chain as much as possible is already something that is a good sign. Totally. Just take a look at what they're doing and if you can consciously actually give them your money. Yeah. And so I'm really curious because your podcast, The Sustainability Issue, which I was just on, is about mindfulness and sustainable fashion. And I'm really curious about the link between the two and how you incorporate both. Yeah, for me, the two are very much incorporated. Maybe it's because it was the exact same timing where I got into sustainable fashion. I got into mindfulness as well, because for me, the connection to my body, to nature, and when I started becoming more aware of this connection within uh, myself, then I very quickly realized the problems within the fashion industry as well and the things that I wanted to work on. And for me at the time, fashion industry was a big topic. So this was the place that I wanted to focus on. But yeah, for me, there's no mindfulness without being mindful of the fashion industry and the, without sustainable fashion. And also there's no sustainable fashion without 
mindfulness because um, you have to be mindful of you know your environment the impacts that you have on it with your actions in order to you know build a sustainable business and sustainable brand this is how i see it and this is what I, i'm trying to also you know talk about with people on the podcast because i find it very interesting that more often than not other people see this way as well yeah, I love it. It makes a lot of sense. And so building on top of that, I know that you have your new venture, which is the Golden Hour Yoga, where you teach yoga and mindfulness to business leaders and companies. And so can you share more about what that looks like and how it's going? Because a lot of the times people think business is all about hustle and bustle. And it's so I think it's really great that you're bringing this side into it as well. Totally. It's a super important topic for me. And as I said, it started already back in 2017 when I started my sustainable fashion blog. But then uh, the pandemic came and then I had another, I had my full-time job. I had two side hustles, which was the podcast. And then there was another project that I started for supporting small businesses during the pandemic. And then at one point I realized there were so many things going on and I got into this kind of burnout stage and then I had to come back to myself and see where I actually want to put you know my energy the most and where it can make the most impact and then I became a certified yoga teacher and then I got another certification within uh, one year and it really this part really grew in my life the whole yoga and mindfulness thing and golden hour yoga is the place where I combine this uh, new knowledge of uh, yoga and mindfulness with the business background that I have. And so I help leaders and companies stay mindful and uh, approach business and approach communication and leadership from, from a more mindful perspective and in a more mindful way for fashion and non-fashion companies, because yeah, I believe all business needs this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, they have their own business. And so that means they have a lot going on, they might be very similarly to you a few years ago, you know, doing a bunch of side hustles and self funding their business. And so do you have any tips on how to balance at all? Or do you believe in balance? And you know, how can they avoid burnout? 100%. I mean, balance is so, so important. And I think for me, it's all about daily rituals, because the way we live our days and every single day is the way we live our lives in the end. And so often we're like, oh, I'm gonna wait for this weekend or holiday, and then I'm gonna, you know, relax. But actually, it doesn't work like this, because in the end, what we do daily is how we show up in our life, how we show up in our day-to-day interactions. And it makes such a huge difference showing up for, you know, interacting with other people after you have taken care of yourself first thing in the morning. So a morning ritual is very important for me. And this is also what I teach and preach. <laughs> and so really getting up and taking, if possible, the first hour to yourself. I meditate, I read or take some input or watch a listen to a podcast or watch a masterclass or anything like this that will set me up for the day and then I do some movement and it doesn't have to be you know a full yoga class or anything like this it can be just a 10 minute mindful stretch but this really does make so much does make such a big difference it moves the fascia which really stuck while we sleep and so it gets the whole body movement and gets our blood circulating then I take a 
an ice cold shower. <laughs> and yeah, and this is something that's not for everyone, but for me, it's so great. I mean, it makes a huge difference. It's kind of this moment where, you know, you're never looking forward to it, but once you do it and it's done, you feel like completely, completely invincible and like, you know, anything is possible and you can tackle anything during the day, but it doesn't have to be this, you know, you can choose your own medicine, so to say. And, but I think it's nice to do something in the morning. Also, that is not comfortable that, but that once you've done it, you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do anything. Yeah. And then I have an evening uh, ritual as well, which is for me very important to give gratitude to you know everything that's happened during the day so really scanning through your day and being very mindful of like you know what's happened what were your interactions how did you show up in those situations and maybe it was not great you know maybe you didn't show up in your uh, best version what it could have been and still being grateful for the chance to you know have this interaction to show up and uh, maybe well by being mindful about this and how you showed up you can show up even better next time and then also um it visualizing <laughs> i think this is something that's also super nice to do in the evening really stepping into your vision, your dreams, your things that you want to achieve and really feeling uh, yourself already there and feeling gratitude for already putting this version of, my, of yourself. I think this is a beautiful practice that in the end anybody can do within a few minutes. Just take some commitment. Having a really good morning routine and evening routine is very important. However, sometimes when people get busy, it's the first thing they cut. And so what do you have to say or like what tips do you have for that? Because people will say, oh, I'm too busy for a morning routine or evening routine, but those are the people that need it the most. So what would you say to help them? Exactly, 100%. And I think really the people who cut this are the people who needed the most. You said it very right. And for these people, I would say it doesn't have to be a morning routine or an evening routine. Actually, it doesn't have to be any of those, but it has to be something. So it doesn't matter where during the day, but somewhere you need to incorporate this time for yourself. You need to kind of steal this moment and know that this is the time that you're taking now for yourself, for your mental well-being, for your health, for your happiness. And for me, for example, while I I had my full-time job. It would be sometimes not a morning routine, but uh, my lunch break, for example. I would literally schedule my lunch break and like escape before, <laughs> you know, I've been like, a, I've set up like plans with colleagues or so on and just really take this lunch break for myself and be like, okay, now this is my time for my mindful walk, for example. And I'm gonna go to the river and have a 20 minute walk, like, completely for me and take in nature take in take some deep breaths do something on my side hustle for those 10 minutes something that will feed my soul yeah this is what i would say that it's really craving time or i mean there are also parents who can hardly you know take time at a specific times of the day but then maybe there's another time where you can take to you know or maybe journal quickly and just take your thoughts out on paper I think this is something also super powerful that I practice and like to teach yeah 
I love it. And so you mentioned that you had, you know, a full-time job and multiple side hustles. And a lot of our listeners are in the same boat. And I was as well when I built Recloseted. And I know firsthand how tricky it is to prevent burnout. It's almost inevitable, especially when you're first starting out and you don't have a lot of experience working that much. And so do you have any tips or things that have really worked for you when you were in that season? I would say really paying attention to the signals of the body. This is something that I studied in my trainings in yoga and Ayurveda. And Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. And it's all about, you know, finding balance. And Ayurveda teaches something that's called the body scan. It is um, just sitting quietly, basically, and paying attention to your body and seeing how what is coming up like how do you feel and if there is a pain where it is located in the body and then really directing your thoughts your energy into that area um, of the body and I think in this way we can take practices from Ayurveda to apply in our daily lives and really see when we are doing something how does it make us feel And with things that maybe don't feel right in the body, this is a sign that maybe we're doing something too much, or maybe this is something that we can delegate and then focus on other tasks that feel better and so that we can stay healthy and well in a more sustainable way. Yeah, I love it. And I often find that paying attention to your body is also the first thing that goes when you're busy because you're like, oh, I have to work. I have to think about work. But yeah, you really have to take care of yourself. Otherwise, your body will make you rest. And so wrapping up, but what do you think about the future of fashion? What do you think really needs to change for us to be more sustainable? Yeah, I think number one is uh, circularity. So really making sure that whatever comes out can also go back in into the, the chain. And so I think there's so much to be done still in the terms of recycling, in terms of programs for getting items back and really also producing items in a way that they can be taken back and uh, then there's another thing that I mentioned earlier but uh, it is the connection to the consumer so I think the consumers are getting so much more involved than they used to be before and we can see it now it's Gen Z they're super they're all over social media and it's all about you know having this constant communication and I think in terms of this, it's unavoidable to be transparent, for brands to be transparent about what's going on, about their value chain, where things are coming from, what's the impact, really breaking things down for consumers to see. These are some of the biggest things. And of course, I mean, we saw there, there was a recent example like with the owner of Patagonia donating the whole company to nonprofit organization and it is a great example of being very selfless and showing what can be done, you know, to really make a big impact. Of course, not everybody can do this, but I think we can definitely rethink how we've been taught to do business because even me coming from business school, I was there, okay, I was there for the last time five years ago, but 
I remember business ethics, sustainability was very much like a side topic and uh, like um, this uh, little course that you can, you know, uh, do on the side, but it was not substantial in the program. And I think this definitely needs to be changed and we need to start rethinking the way business is done and is taught and putting sustainability really in the core of it. No, I couldn't have said it better myself and I completely agree. And it's really, really hopeful for me, the fact that we've come so far in five years and hopefully in the next five years, we can continue this trajectory. But yeah, I think that there are good things coming and hopefully we have enough time to accomplish all the things we need to do. Yeah. And so last but not least, how can everyone stay in touch? How can everyone support you? What are your links? Yeah, uh, everybody can stay in touch with me on my website. It is coming up. So my current website is the golden hour, but uh, my new website for yoga is uh, going to be launched in October. So coming up soon. It's called I am Desi, but I'm going to make sure to leave it to you <laughs> in the show notes. And on Instagram is also a great way to stay in touch with me. I'm Desi Gurgiva, so I'm happy to connect with everyone there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Desi. This was so great. And it was really nice to hear your thoughts. And I think you're doing amazing things. So keep it up. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure chatting with you. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.